0: Hey dolls, I want to remind you right now, being still in the beginning of 2022, you have a choice. You have a choice to live healthier, happier, create more abundance in your life. I don't want fear holding you back. If you need an accountability coach, someone to just hold your hand, whether it's in your weight loss, you need a new challenge in your health, please reach out. My programs are... On my site, so many new resources there. I just wanna make sure you're heading over and checking that because every week I've been uploading new things for you, free things, different resources to just keep leveling you up and keeping you on the climb. My site is kellytyan.com. Make sure you go there and also make sure you're inside my Faith, Fuel, and Fitness Facebook group. That's my private sisterhood where I am sharing with you personal stories, my book. I have book club every Tuesday and Thursday. I do live videos and we have Bible study on Monday nights. I love you guys. I hope you enjoy this episode, which I know you will. I'll see you on the inside. Welcome to Addicted to the Climb. I am your host, Kelly Tyan. As a faith-fueled health and transformation coach, author, and breast cancer survivor, my mission is to provide you with the wisdom, the tools, and all the success tips that I've learned along my own journey in health, fitness, faith, and personal development. Plus, you'll hear some incredible and inspiring conversations that will motivate you and empower you to keep on climbing no matter what you're going through. Let's buckle up to start a brand new climb together and start showing up differently as we work our way to the top. Right now, this is your time to take in all the positivity and all the blessings that God has for you. So let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to another new episode of Addicted to the Climb. I'm so excited for you guys for today because if you're trying to lose weight, you're sick of the yo-yo diets, feeling deprived, beating yourself up, and all that other stuff, this is going to be the show for you. Grab a pen also if you want to take notes, because my guest today is all about faith and food, my two favorite things. And She's just going to bring light and love in everything all to do with nutrition and health and total well-being into this conversation. So today I have on Taylor Kaiser, and she's a food blogger, a faith-based macro coach and personal trainer. She helps Christian women who are sick of fad diets. She helps them speed up their metabolism to lose fat and gain muscle. Taylor believes in living a balanced life with Christ at the center. However, she also believes that moderation is the key, so sometimes it's okay to just go out and eat that cookie. When she isn't blogging or coaching, you can find her at the gym, at church, or just snuggling up on the couch with her husband, and dog, and watching the Food Network. She has a not-so-secret obsession with all things peanut butter, cookie dough, even better if they're together, pink and leopard print. First of all, I love all those things. You're definitely my kind of girl, Taylor. Leopard, Christ, and peanut butter. I mean, what more can people ask for, right? So welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes. I'm so super excited for the conversation, but I always start off first with a fun, quick answer Perfect. to a f- first, a fun, fun questions. Like what is your favorite snack?
1: I call it my cheesecake, and it's really just cottage cheese, peanut butter, and chocolate protein powder blended together, and then frozen for a little bit, and it gets like this cheesecake consistency,
0: and it's like really high protein, so I eat it it every
1: day for a good decade.
0: Oh my gosh, really? Okay, that's interesting. I'm so excited to try it. What kind of protein powder? What brand do you love? So I think for this little recipe, if you
1: can call it casein protein is the best because it's really thick, not whey, and I use optimum nutrition.
0: Okay. Love it. I always like to see what protein powders people use because there's a gazillion out there and, you know, and they're not, not all equal. <laughs> and they're not all equal. There's a lot of junk in a lot of them. So you all you, use Optimal, the Optimal brand? Optimum. Yep. Okay. I love it. Okay. What about your favorite Bible verse? Oh, let's, there's so many good ones. No. Uh, probably
1: Genesis 127. And, and tell us what it is. Uh, so God created man in his own image and the image of God. And he created them male and female. Love. What
0: about your favorite workout style? What kind of workouts do you love? If you can pick only one. uh, Definitely lifting. The weights. Love it. Yeah. So many women are afraid to just pick up those weights and we can talk about that. But yes, yep. I agree. I agree. And any special Oh, are you a coffee or a tea drinker? I am both, but I prefer coffee. Coffee. Okay. Yep. Me too. Yep. And yep. a favorite, last but not least, are you reading anything specific right now? Do you have a favorite book? So I don't have like a favorite book, but I have a favorite author. Her name is Jamie
1: Admins, and she's just like a, I call them like English chiclet so it's just kind of like a cute romance, like not smutty, just like light, fun. I love her books.
0: Love it. Well, thanks. I'd never heard of her. I'll have to look her up. She's Absolutely. Really, really okay. So I'm way too excited to just jump right in to your book, Eat the Cookie. First of all, the title is amazing. I love Thank it you. because Thank nobody you. would ever think you're going to talk about what you're talking about. Right. I like Eat the Cookie. So yeah. And I know it's how your story evolved. So I, you know, I'm excited for you to tell us about your story. Where did this title come from and why?
1: So this title came from really a very decades journey struggle with anorexia. started very severe when I was around 11, Um, hospitalization, was told I was probably going to die. Um, very severe. And luckily the Lord, I mean, he obviously allowed me to live since I'm here on the podcast. And um, he gave me the strength to really fight and recover and um, become really fully recovered through my teenage years. And then when I was in my early twenties, I was dating this guy who I thought I was going to marry. And then we broke up and, you know, at 20, you think you're going to die alone. You break up because everything is horrible when you're 20 years old. And so I felt very out of control and I went back to controlling food. And so I never became as, you know, as anorexic and hospitalized into the point of hospitalization as when I was younger, but just really battled just that need to be super thin and super fit and be the fitspo and control every single thing that went in my mouth with, you know, no wiggle room. So it really took a really big toll on my health and my relationship with God, relationship with my husband, relationship with everyone. And long story short, after I battled with that kind of thing for almost a decade in my late twenties, the Lord finally freed me and showed me that I can eat a cookie. I can still be healthful, still make healthy choices, but like it's okay to just go eat the cookie and you're not a bad person. It's not a bad thing. You don't have to have guilt or shame or feel condemned by it. So it's really just in a very it's a very obviously a nutshell of my story, but just that journey and how I can eat this cookie now. And I think that you should too, because we should have enjoyment and there is that
0: beautiful balance. Absolutely. And there is, but I want to go back for a minute because you said you were a little girl. What was the influence or what was your upbringing like? Like, did your mother know about this? Did you think this came on from looking at other little girls in your classrooms? How did this behavior start? So I I grew up
1: in like a Christian home. Great, like amazing childhood. I could literally not ask for a better childhood. We were healthy conscious but not like to the point of obsession and then i'm canadian so i was in elementary school until grade seven and then we went to high school in grade eight and this is when my eating disorder kind of started because i went to high school i was you know i was 11 10 11 so i had a little baby fat like we all did at that age Mm -hmm. and i just felt like I was ugly. I had glasses, like, you know, I just felt like I was ugly. And then I went to high school and there was the pretty girls. And that's when I started to like boys and I wanted to be noticed by boys. And I just felt like, I just felt frumpy. So I started to like, my dad used to always run and work out. So I asked him like, can I start running with you? And of course they were like, yeah, that's fine. That's a super healthy thing to do. And I'm a very type A plus addictive personality. And I got really addicted to running and I started to lose weight naturally as one does when you start working out when you hadn't Mm -hmm. and people started to compliment me and I felt pretty and people, oh, you look so good. What are you doing? And as someone who really clung on to that, I started to run more, work out more and eat less because I saw that I got better results. Um, and that's really how it started it's just that like need for acceptance and to feel beautiful by boys and and society. And yes, my family definitely knew about it. They were very concerned with me near the end when I was very clearly underweight and not healthy.
0: Right. So, how, so where did your passion come from to help other women now? I mean, you went through so much and I see that and When you are healing, first of all, tell us how, because I know there's women out there that struggle a lot, even now, in their 30s, in their 20s, in their 50s, with body image and body shaming, and they're constantly tearing their self apart. And maybe they're stuck in that rut right at this moment, and they don't know how to get out of it. So how did you start your healing process? Because I know that takes work. It's not easy. You don't just wake up one day and say, I'm all done. I'm going to stop my negative talk because it's a long road in the way we beat ourselves up takes a toll in every single mentally, physically, spiritually, you know, in every way. So give us a little bit of advice or tips for the one listening right now to start their own healing process or things you did
1: yeah so for me i mean it was like a decade of just like praying to god like take it away take it away why are you taking away and then i really it was i actually had like a rock bottom moment because i had wanted to get better for like 10 years i just like couldn't do it Mm. i think partially of that because i had wound my identity in it like i wasn't taylor i was like Mm. fit girl and i was like if i just go be a quote-unquote normal person like who will who will i be like If I just like gain some weight and like Mm. eat some cookies. And so I really had to work on unraveling that and like separating like, who am I without this like disordered eating fit girl persona? And that like starting to do that mental work really helped me. And then I actually had like a rock bottom moment. Like it was date-night with my husband. And he's like, Let's have Italian day at home and like make pasta. And I was like, ah, the carbs, the fat, the scary. So we went to the grocery store and he's like putting the ingredients in the car. And I am just like, anxiety building, building. So we get home. And of course, I'm making the pasta because he doesn't know how to cook. And so I intentionally make it wrong. And I screw it up so that we don't have to eat it. Yeah. So and then that night, uh, I'm like, I don't want to eat this. So I intentionally like just make it really bad. And so that night I went to bed just crying. like, And I just felt the Lord say like, Taylor, this is like not what I have for you. Like, this is there, you are so much more than a body. You are not this identity. You can be healthy. And like, you shouldn't have to sacrifice date night with your husband like that. Your husband should be more important. And it truly was like the next day I made a change. I was like, I'm done. I'm just going to eat. I quit the gym for a whole year just to prove myself that I could do it. And yeah, of course I gained weight. Um, but that like getting tired of my own crap for lack of a better term really. And then doing that mental work of identity is really what it took for me and it took me almost a decade so it took a long time and I'm not like I wouldn't tell you that I never had bad body image days I'm still a woman you know right. I still struggle I still go I really wish I was skinny again but I look at my life and my life is amazing now and it's way it's so much worth having you know being having being 10 pounds heavier or whatever right. so looking at my whole
0: perspective I love it's a beautiful story because I hear I'm hearing how you surrendered And I think that what that's really what it comes down to is us surrendering to God and saying, Okay, Lord, I'm surrendering this to you. I can't do it on my own. My own strength is weak. You're so much stronger. So, opening to that, I think is so that's what helped me because I can relate to your story in so many ways. I was never anorexic and got to that point. However, my self esteem, I was a competitor. For a few mm-hmm. years, I did extreme. I won four time national champion. Wow. So I always felt if I didn't look like that, then I'm a failure, or yep. I'm, no one's going to think I'm the bikini beautiful. What a champion! If I, yep. you know, start eating normal again, and it took a toll on my health mentally more yep. than anything else. I mean, physically, yes, I gained weight too because um, you can't sustain stage day no. <laughs> more than stage day. <laughs> so. Oh. I related to everything. I I was reading your, your book and everything. And it's just, um, it really can take a toll, but surrendering it all to God. And you mentioned identity in finding out who am I, instead of putting all those labels. I love how you said that because I had to actually say, who am I? Well, I'm a child of God and Jesus loves me. Yep. Created me whole. I'm a masterpiece. I, so I love it and I think that's deep work that people don't wanna do, but it's okay. so needed if you wanna make change. So I'm I'm, yes. I'm loving it and I'm telling everyone out there to read her story and where can they find this book if they wanna go check it out?
1: It's pretty much where any books are sold, Barnes & Noble. The best place to get it is Amazon just because everything's on Amazon if you want exactly. it quick. So Amazon is the best. And on top of a surrender, I just had like a little like thing that like popped in my mind. I think so many women think they're surrendering and they're like, why isn't God taking it? But it's kind of like they have one hand behind their back and they're holding one hand out to God. Mm -hmm. Like it's part of my life, but like the Lord sees the hand behind your back. Like you have to give it all. And that's when you'll find freedom.
0: Absolutely. Because if you want to be healed of that, You do have to give it all. You you can love that. You cannot hold some of it in your hand, which I did for a long time myself. I kept holding on, doing the same thing, showing my husband my cellulite, and he's, Kelly, enough. I love you (laughs) like so. You know, like we've been married over twenty years. Like you know, it's like enough's enough, and it it almost was embarrassing at points that I would say these awful things about myself and right until you really give it over, you have to just do that. So I love it. You have, it's such a beautiful story, but let's talk about motivation for a minute, because (laughs) I get asked this question all the time. So you work out, you're healthy now, you're living your best life. But so two, two two-part question, how (laughs) do you find balance being, (laughs) you know, healthy and wanting some of that unhealthier food or doing the Italian day at home. How do you yep. find your balance? How do you balance? And then what do you do about motivation when you don't feel like, or do you ever have days where you don't feel like?
1: Yeah. So in terms of the balance, like it's like so cliche, but like, I love like the 80, 20, like not rule. Cause I'm not a rule person, but I feel like if I'm making really good choices for the most part, and I do track my food for the majority of I know we're probably going to talk about for the majority of the week. If I want to just go out and enjoy, like what you do 10% of the time really doesn't matter. It's really what you do 80 to 90% of the time. So when I'm going out and I'm eating the cookie or I'm going out for dinner, I know that's like one meal out of like 30 I'm eating that week or whatever the math of three meals a day times seven is like, that is not doing anything. Just like eating one salad doesn't make you lose weight. Eating one big meal doesn't make you gain weight. So for me, that's kind of just like my mentality of, mm-hmm. I know that this one thing doesn't matter It's what I do more consistently that matters. And consistently I'm making pretty good choices and I'm going to the gym and I'm moving my body. So mm-hmm. that's kind of my balance. And then for motivation, I will say I'm a very motivated individual. So that has given me like, you know, that's obviously like something God has given me and I don't struggle with it too often. But what I always say in terms of motivation is Many women think that motivation is like an action, but it's not, it's a feeling. So motivation is fleeting and you can't expect a feeling to just drop from the sky. You actually have to take an action, even when you don't feel like it. So you have to go to the gym, even when you don't feel like it. And then you'll feel good after you'll see the results from taking that action. Mm -hmm. Maybe the weight loss, maybe the endorphins, maybe the muscle gain, whatever. And then when you see the results, that's when you get motivated. And then when you're motivated, you take more action. And so the cycle continues. Mm. So most women don't realize that you have to take action in order to get motivated. And they wait for motivation and it never comes and they just never take an action.
0: Exactly. That's the, that's exactly right. They wait for motivation. I hear so many, I'm not motivated, Kelly. Well, guess what? I'm not motivated. I've just created habits along the way that are consistent. So it's almost like, would you skip brushing your teeth in the morning? Even if you don't want to, you're rushing out the door. Like sometimes you probably don't have time to brush your teeth even, <laughs> but would you ever skip that? No, no, because it's a habit and it's something that you do every single day. And it's the nope. same thing with working out or even eating clean. You know, it's like, I love it. I I say the 80, 20, whatever rule, what are we going to call it? It's not a rule, but- 80, 20 guidelines. Yeah, I love it because- I I pretty much live my life the same way. And I don't count, I like how you said you don't count that one meal. I think so many women have that go all in. And I'm saying women, men as well. I have a lot of women listeners, but going all in, I think backfires every time, don't you? hundred percent. I feel like I see so many women being like, why
1: am I not getting results? I'm like, you know, I'm eating so good, quote unquote, good. Cause there's no good, bad food during the week. And then they're going like, because they feel they deserve it on the weekend, they're just going bananas. And that is totally counteracting your good week. You can't see my air quotes on the podcast, but you can still go and enjoy, but you still have to know that like you, there is like a balance. There's like I always say there's a beautiful gray area between over-restriction and between overindulgence. And when you find that beautiful gray area, that is when you will reach your goals and, and your health and your body composition in a way that's feeling amazing and really honoring Christ because that's what he wants for
0: us. Exactly. So let's jump into macros for a minute because sure. I know that you're a macro coach and I really never did the macro thing. So I want you to teach us a little bit, give us some um ideas about counting macros or how the whole thing even works.
1: Yeah. So I will say like, I love macros. It's easy for me because I have no kids Like, I work from home. So I don't recommend it for everyone. Just because I say I'm a macro coach. I have a lot of clients who don't count macros because it's like not conducive for their life. So I think it's really important to go, okay, is this realistic for me? So when I describe it, if you're like, that feels overwhelming, maybe it's not for you. There's a bunch of other ways to get your goal. So macros is really like, think of it as like calorie counting, I don't wanna say on steroids, but like it really is. Because if you're counting macros, you are counting calories. Macros really just describes the make of food, which I think is a really important mindset shift to make because so many women think macros sounds so restrictive, but it's really just protein, fat, and carbs, which is really what you're eating no matter what you're doing. So it's really just having set levels of protein, fat, and carbs that you are trying to hit throughout the day, as opposed to just trying to hit like an overall calorie percentage. And I really like it because if you want to build muscle or burn more fat, you have to eat enough protein. If you want to build muscle, you have to eat enough carbs. So making sure that you're keeping really these, these macros in, in track is really allowing you to optimize your body composition, to optimize the way that you feel, to optimize hormone balance, to make sure, you know, for example, that you're eating enough fat. If you're just doing overall calories, you might lose the wrong weight. You might lose muscle because you're not eating enough protein. Or you might gain fat because you're eating too, many, too much fat or carbs. So it's really just a fine-tuned way to really optimize your goal. And I, I believe it really shortens the time it takes to get results
0: mm-hmm. because
1: you're eating this optimal amount of your protein, fat, and carbs,
0: if that makes sense. Right. No, it does. Definitely. I, I, I agree. So I heard you say that you track your food. Now you've been doing this for years and you're a coach. So do you still do you journal your food every single day? Do you recommend that for people to get even better results and tell us why?
1: Yeah. So I use the, my Pal app. That's really easy. We probably have all heard of it. And I'd still weigh my food, track my food in there for the majority of the time. If I have like a body maintenance goal, like right now I'm in muscle building phase, then I don't really track my food as much because I don't want to do it for the rest of my life. And I think that's really important that women should know that tracking your food, regardless of its macros or whatever is a tool it's, not something that you should do for life the lord does not want us to track our food for life it's just a tool to get you to where you want to go and then you have to trans- be able to de- to transition to more intuitive eating and if you can't you might want to look at your relationship with food so all that being said is i do it when i have a goal um so i put in my fitness pal i usually track my whole week of food like on one day so i don't have to think about it spend an hour once a week plan my whole week and then i'm done and then i can just implement and it really doesn't take a lot of time most women think it does but it really doesn't
0: Right. And you know, it also keeps you accountable. I say, you know, not everybody wants to track their food and it's fine if you don't, but listeners right now, if you're looking to reach a goal, even if it's a five pound weight loss, track your food. I agree because you can go back and and don't take out the five ms If you had five (laughs) ms put those in the journal, because I'm telling you, you're going to go back and look, if you didn't lose any weight, for the week or whatever. If you feel bloated, you can see exactly what you did and try to do better the next time. So I personally love to have people track food. I know the busy, very busy people don't love to do that. But if you're serious enough about hitting your goals in your weight loss, it's a a tool that must be used, right? Do you agree, Taylor? Like it's a real important thing to do.
1: Really, the only way that you can lose weight for sure guaranteed is to be in what's called a calorie deficit, which, you know, which is eating less than your body needs to maintain. So if you don't know what you're eating, you cannot guarantee weight loss. It's truly the most important thing.
0: A hundred percent. So give us, tell us your top superfood. What would you tell someone listening if they're like, what is one healthy thing I can incorporate into my diet every single day? What would that be for you?
1: Mm, oh my gosh! I mean, there's obviously so many
0: health foods. So many.
1: I'm a big, fan, I'm a big fan of berries because of the antioxidants and the fiber. So many Americans are not eating enough fiber, like not even close. And you can get a lot of fiber, and they're kind of like sweet and like a little dessert. So I have a lot of berries each day. So obviously, there's a million things that I could say, but I'm a big berry person.
0: I love that. So are you a big fruit eater in general, or do you, Thanks. you know, because I have a lot of clients too that ask about fruit. And, you know, when they tell me they're eating one or two bananas, I personally think they're very high in carbs and very high in sugar. So I tend to stay away or cut my banana in thirds as, mm-hmm. as somebody's starting their weight loss journey. What's your take about fruit? So I eat a
1: lot of fruit. I think if you are tracking your food and you're tracking your macros or your calories, as long as you're obviously like eating enough protein and everything, if you're, I would not eat two bananas a day. That's, you know, that's a lot. Um, maybe like maybe one every couple of days, but other fruit, like apples, berries. I eat a ton of it also because I have a lot of carbs to eat because I'm building muscle, but if you're tracking it and it's within, I'd rather eat fruit than a bunch of gummy bears to hit your carbs, you know? So I don't see anything wrong with fruit.
0: Okay. No, that's interesting. And what about smoothies? Do you make a smoothie every day? Do you have a protein shake? Want to share with us a recipe?
1: So I actually don't do protein shakes because I am a big food chewer. Like I don't like to drink my food.
0: I don't find interesting,
1: it interesting. I don't find it satisfying at all. So I'm more of like a oat protein oatmeal person in the morning. It's not a smoothie person.
0: Yes, I am too. I love my oatmeal with paired up with the protein. Make sure you Pork guys milk. always milk. don't just eat a bowl of carbs like a sweet nope. potato at lunch. Make sure you're pairing it up right. You need your yeah. protein. Sugar yes, milk. yes. And like you said, too, about the macros, you know, fat being one of them. Don't forget, like, don't be afraid of your fats, the avocados. What are your top healthy fats that you eat pretty much weekly?
1: Yeah, so fat is so important for women's hormones, especially for fat loss, especially once we get over 40, like, so definitely do not forget the fat. Um, I love avocado. I love all butters, olive oil. I use a lot of olive oil and coconut oil. Oh, what are my other mains? Those are probably my go-to's. It's like nut butter, avocado. I mean, obviously, I do like some cheese once in a while, but my mains are like olive oil, avocado, maybe some like um. I like goat cheese a lot, so I do a lot of goat cheese and salads. I
0: love goat yeah. cheese. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love goat cheese. Perfect. I love it. No, this is great. I hope you know you guys are really taking note of things that she's saying because we're never going to wake up motivated. No. Which, you know, tracking your food is going to help you lose weight because you're going to be accountable and deprivation doesn't get us anywhere, Nope. right? It doesn't. It backfires every single time. And, you know, be kind to yourself. That's the thing. Finding that balance, like you said, the gray area where it's your gray area. We're all made up so uniquely. What works for me is not going to work for Taylor maybe. And we have different bodies, especially as women with our hormones, like you said, and the way we fluctuate okay. through our menstrual cycles and oh. in, into your forties and all that fun stuff that happens to women. So I, if you were to give a last piece of advice to my listeners right now, what would it be? I think it's to expand
1: on what you just said there is to give your, to stop you know hating on yourself. I think so many women don't realize that like, this is so, so woo-woo sounding, but it's true. Like your body hears, quote unquote, everything that you say to yourself in your mind. And it's stress. If you are constantly thinking about how much you hate your body, you're looking at it and picking it apart. and like, I wish I had these arms or blah, 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 blah. That is stress on your body. And your body doesn't know the difference between this emotional stress or like the stress if if you were like fighting off a lion, it just knows stress. So when you're putting that emotional stress on yourself because you hate yourself so much and you hate your body, you're actually preventing fat loss because stress is one of the biggest things that prevents fat loss. Mm -hmm. So if you are just constantly hating on yourself, you might be the reason that you're not losing weight even if you're doing everything else correctly so i always say it's really important to know that you are a beautiful c- creation of god in the before picture and the after picture and really accepting your body on this journey as opposed to resisting it and fighting it all the time it's going to make the journey so much easier and you're going to feel so much better when you're not constantly putting stress of the hate of your
0: body on yourself wow that is that was perfectly said incredible advice I mean, take that to heart, honestly. I think that was just perfect. So I am going to end on that note and take that with a smile. I so appreciate you being here. Where can people find you? They can find me on Instagram, at Taylor Kaiser. That's probably the best place. I have a food blog, which is foodfaithfitness.com as well. Perfect. So guys, reach out to her if you have any questions about anything health related. She's a beautiful soul. She loves Jesus with her pink leopard and her peanut butter. Right, right. <laughs> She's our kind of girl, right? We love peanut butter over here too. I so am. thank you so much and last but not least, tell us one thing you're since the podcast is addicted to the climb, what is one thing that you're climbing to towards in 2022? In
1: 2022, I am climbing to traveling more and experiencing hopefully with you know, COVID, but traveling more and Really having more fun in my life because I am a workaholic and I am wanting to enjoy my life a little bit more.
0: Well, you should. Ah, yeah. I can't wait. I'm gonna we'll be watching so you can post some pictures yeah. for us of I, your travels. I will. Thank you so much for being here today. I so appreciate you and all the advice that you gave us. So, guys, don't forget to be kind to yourself and open up your heart to the Lord. Surrender those nasty thoughts that try to take you hostage. You don't deserve it. God doesn't want you there. And just remember one last thing, keep on climbing. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks, Taylor. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for being here every week because my goal is to always empower and inspire you so you can keep on climbing even when life gets tough. If you felt blessed today, it would mean the world to me if you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And one of the ways you can help me is if you would leave me a five-star rating and a review. This is really how I can help more people just like you. You can do this right on your podcast app on your phone. It's super easy. It will only take one minute. Also, if you want to be part of my private community on Facebook, head over there to Faith fuel and fitness and I'll meet you inside or you can even head over to my website Kellytian.com to get more inspiration and resources to keep you on your own climb. Thank you again and have a healthy and happy week.